Time to get on the bus, everyone. Hello and welcome to the Brunton Bugle, a podcast focusing on the trials and tribulations of Carl United Football Club. From Joanne Yinser to Nick Anderton and Joshua Coyote to Richard Keogh, we've got it covered. This is episode 7 and it's League 2 season preview time. This is the first episode we've recorded remotely that features all three hosts at once and as you will hear, it's not perfect and there are a few issues with sound levels and quality. Please bear with us, we are very much learning as we go along with the pod and we're hoping to make a few tweaks that will make it easier for us to give you the episodes in the best quality possible going forward. In this episode, the three of us look at how the squads of each club in the division are coming together ahead of the new season and we give our thoughts on who will be pushing for promotion and who will be looking down the trapdoor to non-league football. We've also put our necks on the line with a few predictions at the end of the episode, which we look forward to being reminded about by all of you come next May. It's a long one, but we hope you find it interesting to hear our thoughts above the new campaign. That's enough of me rambling on. Enjoy your episode. Okay, lads, here we are. It's Lee 2 preview episode time. Um, how are we feeling at the head of the season? Obviously, we've one game down, or some might argue two, but we'll say one game down after the Oldham Cup game. Didn't go very well. you still confident ahead of the season? Dan, are you going to start? <laughs> I just realised there's two of you there. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got to say yes, haven't we? Uh, the first two games are cup games. You know, it's a new squad, the bedding in. We have got a few injury knocks at the moment. Uh, we'll give them the benefit of doubt and see how the first few weeks uh, pans out. Yeah. Your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, well, I mean, I was optimistic and I, I don't get optimistic too often. I mean, I remember last season when you had the audacity to say, oh, we're building up a decent team and I shot you right down. <laughs> you like, did actually, to be fair. This was like in the, in the summer. Because, you know, and because there have been false dawns and but I, I do genuinely like the team, but to get a playoff place, you know, you don't have to do it every week, you know, so you you can have slip-ups and still make a, make a playoff place. Obviously, that Oldham game was an absolute disaster and lessons really do need to be learned from that. But, you know, maybe maybe we can still do it. Hopefully we can. Yeah. Okay, let's get, let's get straight stuck into uh, looking at the teams this season. We've divvied them up amongst ourselves. Uh, well, I divvied them up anyway. Um... So we've got round about eight clubs each. We didn't include Carlisle in that. We're going to look at Carlisle at the very end. Let's get first started in alphabetical order. It's me. I'm doing Barrow. So new boys to uh, later this season. Finished off as champions of the National League last season after the uh, early curtailing of the football. Um, interesting one. It's hard to predict how they're going to do because the man who got them there, Ian Everett, has obviously left this summer. 
Um, they've replaced him with David Dunn, whose record as a manager in his one spell at Oldham is not particularly great. Pretty and yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who who has had a good spell at Oldham? But you look at the signings they've made; they're solidish. And I think the one that stands out for me straight away is Mike Jones. I don't know your guy. Obviously, we're going to mention him because he's XCFC, but. I don't know what you guys think in terms of him being a, you know, key signing for them, really. Well, I, th- I think, you know, if you're signing sort of players like him, he, you know, when you're coming up from the conference, bear in mind it's the first uh, year in the football league for God knows how long. You know, players like Mike Jones, survival has to be the ultimate uh, goal. And players like Mike Jones, are, you know, for survival, I think, it'll be a good, good addition for them. Yeah. I'm just looking at the ages of the Barrow signings and they're very similar to us. There's a lot of young lads, you know, Mike Jones, mm. 32. Most of them are in their early 20s and the only one that really stands out as quite experienced is, uh, and I apologise if I get his surname wrong, is Kagosi Antley. You know what, I, I, I looked this up before because me and Mike were discussing it before you joined us, Dan. Um, it's pronounced Kosi Unclair. Right. Which I know is baffling, isn't it? Because it looks nothing like that when it's written down. The other one that stands out for me is Josh Lillis as a goalkeeper because that's the yeah. one position they did need to fill because uh, they're two, I think their second and third choice keepers left in the summer. Um, good experience here. That is one actually I mentioned, I think, as uh, one of the potential Rochdale players who could come and join us. Um, good solid name between the sticks. Obviously, they brought Luke James back. I think he's been on loan with him in the past from Hartlepool. He's a player who years ago people were expecting big things of, weren't they? I think about eight years ago when he was broke through as a 17-year-old, but he never really kicked on, did he? Mm. He could be an interesting one for them. But I sort of agree with you. I think you look at the signings, they're generally pretty solid. And it, I think it depends as much as anything how they start the season, really. And you can't see them challenging for a playoff place. But on the flip side, they've maybe got enough to keep themselves out of trouble. Scott Quigley, if he can keep his scoring form up from the conference... I think I think the surely the first thing it's the first year back for nearly fifty years. It's got to all be about finishing twenty second, and anything above is a bonus. Yeah, uh, you'd think that'll be their aim. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Obviously, looking in their squad, the Cal United connection there, Mike Jones, but obviously Pat Bruff there as well, who signed a new contract. I think uh, a few weeks ago. Um, when we looked at the departures, obviously Everett leaving as manager is the big one for them, but they also lost John Rooney, who went to Stockport. A bit of a strange one, that, because we were allegedly targeting him in January to drop back down to the uh, National yeah, League. Yeah, we offered 50p in January. Unusual, that, isn't it? And a Mars bar. <laughs> <laughs> something like that, wasn't it? No, um, the reason he's gone to Stockport, I did a bit of digging on this. Uh, seemingly Stockport have come into money, and they've, they've made several signings ah. that... Uh, I would, you would, I would expect Stockport to certainly be uh, having a go in the uh, National Richie, League. They got Richie Bennett as well. What more Stockport. do you need? They did indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Bennett and Rooney, yeah, what a what a lineup that could have been else. Could have been else. Um, but yeah, the uh, other news I saw for Barrow this summer obviously is the fact that they've had to do a bit of improvements to the ground, and one of the things they've done is put a roof on the old uh, Holker Street end. Holker uh, Street is the ground is called, which is the away end. Um, but me and you, you were talking about this, Dan, weren't we? It, it, it looks a little bit of a bodge job because there's about a million. I know they've explained why they've had to put a million supporting balls in because they, apparently the wall behind the stand couldn't support a freestanding roof. But 
you almost think, well, just knock the whole thing down and start again. It seems yeah, I, I wouldn't like to be stood on one of the back rows. Uh, the amount of pillars. I mean, don't they've done the best they can with it, but it's one of those that... Uh, yeah, it's true. On a dark Tuesday night in February with the floodlights and all those uh, metal bars in the way, I don't think you'll have the uh, best of views. Certainly not, certainly not. It, it's interesting, We were, me and Mike were talking before, where you look down through the capacities of grounds in in the league next season there's a lot of teams that have come up from the conference in maybe the last decade or so who's got grounds that are under 6,000 now and obviously the thing you forget is it used to be the regulation wasn't it you had to have a ground of at least capacity 6,000 but I think they reduced that to four and a half I think it was possibly five because Harrogate's attendance or capacity sorry is dead on 5,000 which suggests that that might be the regulation now. yeah and I think Forest Green's just over five and Salford as well I think well yeah actually when you look through them the, the there's five teams that capacities are under 6,000 which are Crawley which is four under 6,000 so it's basically 6,000 but then you've got yeah. Forest Green 5,107 Salford's 5,108 and Barrow 5,045 and Harrogate dead on 5,000 so yeah it's interesting that one that they're so yeah I, I expect Barrow will do okay this season I can't see them struggling it depends how Dunn gets on really as manager I think but you'd imagine if it doesn't work out they'll bid him off pretty quickly and get an experienced head in to keep them in the division you'd imagine but uh, yeah it should, should be an interesting uh, season for them a little bit of a shame for them they had kind of fans back in at the start by the looks of things but obviously we look forward to our game hopefully at Brunton Park in front of fans on the 3rd of October um, ok next club up Dan it's you you've got the big boys Bolton Wanderers yeah and uh, I think they're on about 17 or 18 signings now They've been busy, I think it's fair to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, and I know there was there was always going to be a big uh, a big influx at Bolton because they didn't really sign many players till the January window, and a lot of those were short term contracts. Yeah. Uh, there's quite a bit of a, a Carlisle connection, obviously. Uh, it is indeed. Geff, Geffen Jones turned down his deal here. Uh, yep. Got a deal at Bolton. Uh, Brandon Comley, who we had on loan from. QPR yeah. has joined on a permanent from Colchester yeah. when he was one of those who got released early, wasn't he? Yes, I think, he was. Colchester. Yeah. Uh, Sean Miller signed for them the other day. Yeah. Which I saw, I saw a few people saying, well, what they've done that. I, mean, I think it's more for the experience side of it. He's you a know, squad he's, player, isn't he? And me, and Mike, again, yeah. me, me and Mike were saying this before, but he's a player you could bring on with half an hour and he'll he'll run at defenders. He, even at his age yeah. now, he'll, he's still got a little bit of pace and. Yeah. League Two is kind of uncharted territory for Bolton as well, and they need players that know the league. Cause yeah, a bit of know-how. I've been relegated, and have yeah. sort of had players who are maybe capable of the league above, but you you need more than that. You need sort of a bit more know-how of the actual league that you're in, rather. Than yeah, I, th- I think they've got the headliners in early, the likes of Owen Doyle and Antoni Sarkovic. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of others, and I think what they're doing now is exactly that: just putting two or three squad players in who've been around this league, know what it's about. Well, I think Taft and um, Baptiste stand out as well as good signings for this level, don't yeah. they? They're yeah. players who certainly know this level. You obviously missed. I don't know if you missed it or you were about to say it there, Dan. But there's one other ex Cal United connection in there, of course. I was going to say Tom White yes. because he nearly came to us never, went to Blackburn and went to Barrow on loan. Yeah. But obviously he was an IU setup, wasn't he, for a couple yes. of years yes. back in the day. So he's done well for himself and by all accounts had a decent debut for them against Bradford in the Cup 
at the weekend. Um, yeah. But yeah, Everton, Everton, decent appointment seemingly for them. It's, I think it's one of those, he's took the gamble, knowing that if it doesn't work, he'll get a bit of leeway because it's Bolton and it's been a bit of a crisis club for a couple of years yeah. and he, he would probably get another job somewhere else. It's always a big risk for managers in those situations, isn't it though? When you look at, um, what's his name, Shrewsbury, Paul Hurst. He took yeah. the job at Ipswich, didn't he? And he just did not yeah. pay off at all. And, no, no. And he's had, I think he's had a job since then, hasn't he? And he's, he's struggled there. He was a scunfall, yeah. wasn't he? And really didn't didn't impress at all. Yeah. So yeah. He just it's, it's, one, it's one of them as well, though. I mean, if he stayed at Barrow, like we said before, anything above 22nd, I think that they'd be happy with. But yeah. the amount that... I mean, you know, there isn't a lot of pressure because they've been a crisis club. But if, if they're not sort of at least in the playoffs, for me, questions are seriously going to be asked because... Of the, you know, he's he's been given plenty of freedom to get his own squad in. So, you know, the, the, I'd say there's a lot more pressure in this. But you know, I guess as a manager, you get, you know, these kind of opportunities don't come along too often, and you've got to take them sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You can you can imagine they're going to be surely challenging for the title this season. If you don't, so, yeah. it'd be on yeah. paper, yes, yes. But reality could be different, couldn't it? But we'll see. Very true. Very I mean, true. on paper last season, Salford should have walked away with the title, I think. But, yeah. you know, the game isn't played on paper. That's very true, very true indeed. So, yeah, decent Cali United connection in that squad there, anyways. And uh, I, I am really looking forward to our trip to the to the Reebok. I'm glad it's towards the end of the season. So, hopefully, there'll be a decent chance we'll get to go there as well. Uh, it's uh, not the Reebok anymore. It's uh, Apologies. I'm, st- I'm still living in the past. I'm living in Premier League years. Circa 2002-03. I remember the glory days of JJ Acosta playing for them. Um, it's uh, it's officially the University of Bolton the one, Stadium. Correct. Yeah. Very, very right. Um, yeah, so I think that pretty much covers Bolton. I think we, we all know what to expect there. They're going to be they're going to be up near the top, and I, I can't see them being anywhere outside the playoffs at the very least. So you'd think they'd be up near the top. Um, what odds actually are they, Dad? I think you had the odds together, didn't you, for the? Uh, this yes, I did. Let me just pull that up. Barrow a fifty to one. Well, fifty to one. You did not, not a massive price. surprise there. And obviously, Bolton are going to be the favourites, aren't they? Uh, Bolton five to one and Salford thirteen to two. Then double figures the rest. Yeah, no, no massive surprise there. No. Um, okay, let's let's move on to the next one, Mike. It's you, Bradford. Yeah, well, Bradford uh, finished ninth last season, and the bookies have them about seventh favourites this season so probably be knocking in around the playoffs I reckon um, they've got rid of 13 players and they've only got five in um, but they, I wouldn't say the squad is lacking depth I think they had a lot of players on the books last season I think they've well, thinned we, it, they? I was yeah. going to say we've took about half of them <laughs> the release haven't we? Yeah, well that's the thing yeah. um, and obviously they've got Elliot Watton he's the sort mm. of ex-Carlisle connection there. So, I mean, for us last season, his set pieces were really uh, useful for us in that sort of uh, Chris Beach segment of the season, if you like. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I think he'll be a really good sign. Obviously, he's a permanent deal, two-year deal, uh, undisclosed fee. So if he does well, they could well get a decent fee for him as well. He's only 20 years old as well, I think. So, you know, I think he'll be a really good sign. And, and they've got Clayton Donaldson and Lee Novak up front, who have... Yeah. Both played most of the career in Championship League One, haven't they? So, but they've uh, lost James Vaughan as well, though, haven't they? I think there was a bit of a fallout yeah. there, wasn't there? And he, he he didn't seem to get on very well with the, the Bradford fans or the 
and the uh, coaching staff there, and he's uh, he's turned yeah. up at Tranmere, hasn't he? So yeah. that's a but, bit of experience lost, but and as well, you know, I mean, we do, we don't quite know what we're going to be doing in terms of sort of percentage of ground capacities. I mean, you know, thirty percent's been knocked around, forty percent's been knocked around. Well, if it's forty percent, their ground can still hold ten thousand fans. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, compared to other clubs is a lot. I mean, their average gates last season were over 14,000. But, you know, they say that every season ticket holder is there every week, which maybe isn't the case. But you'd imagine that they'll be selling out every every, every week, regardless. Um, yeah, so. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they do, because they, they would have won the one to the clubs who quite nobly agreed to end the season when they still had a decent chance of making the playoffs yeah. last year didn't they but like I said when you look at their squad they haven't massively strengthened they've kept they've probably got a lot of the deadwood out but they haven't added a huge amount of quality outside of what really so mm. it'll be interesting I think Billy Clark's gone back there as well hasn't he I think he was there for a while but yeah and uh, yeah. Curtis Guffrey went as well he's always good for half a dozen goals or so isn't he yeah I don't think they've lost a few of us so it'll be interesting to see how they do I, I You'd imagine they'll be trying to push for a playoff place again, but they probably haven't had enough quality to kick on any further than mm. that, I'd think. Um, okay, that's Bradford done. Uh, it's another one for you now, Mike. Um, Cambridge, obviously, we're playing them on the opening weekend. Uh, can you see, can you see really much of them kicking on this season? Um, well, I mean, they finished sixteenth last season, and the bookies reckon they're about sixteenth favourites this season. So yeah. uh, probably not a lot, although. Funnily enough, they've signed Wes Houlihan, who is now 38 years old, mm. still going strong from Newcastle Jets, where he only played five games over there. But he's a player as well. He's played most of his career around Championship, League One level. Um, he's at 38. Mm. He can probably still do a job. If they use him well, you'd imagine he could be a really good signing for them, but it just depends on his fitness levels as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And they've also signed Kai McKenzie-Lyle from Liverpool, who is a Guyana international, if I've pronounced that Guyana, right. I think it is. Guyana, yeah. And he um, is a goalkeeper who scored on his international debut. Yeah. So there you go. Goal-scoring goalkeeper like Marcus Stewart, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's an interesting one. Obviously, the ex United connection there, Jack Idell signed, because uh, yeah. sadly they no longer have um, Jabbo playing for them anymore. No, so I hope they go down, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> not bitter at all but yeah they've 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 got they've made some good solid experience signings there haven't they when you look they've signed um, Paul Mullen as well from Tramu who's always decent at this level as well and I think Joe Einside's done okay at Macclesfield in the past they, there's no, no real sort of standout star quality is there it's just sort of a solid looking squad yeah so I think sort of having them as 16th favourites is probably quite fitting for them really yeah, I don't, I don't think I've got a massive amount to add really on them, have we? Really, to no. one of those clubs that you know, you again, you can't see them really struggling that much unless they get a few knocks, maybe, and the, the squad looks mm. a little bit thin. But they should be okay, and I think Jack Idell will do okay there. Actually, I, I think yeah. he's starting to pick up a bit of form until Nick Anderton arrives. So, he scored uh, a few goals for a fullback as well. He did indeed, he did indeed. So, yeah, that's Cambridge. Don't ever read out any anymore on that. Uh, we're obviously not going to do Carlisle in depth in the same way because we all know about them really um, next up Cheltenham Town that's you Dan yeah um, one of the, probably the surprise package of last season finishing hmm. fourth they only lost six games which was the least in the league 
uh, they drew a few, but uh, they finished fourth. And I just wonder, looking at their transfers, there's not been that. There's one or two have gone out, one or two have come in, but nobody really stands out. And I just wondered if they're one of them who they're going to suffer that sort of fallback this season. Mm. You know, maybe maybe sort of top half of the table, but not the heights of last season. Did they have a few loans last season as well, and they've yeah. gone back? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had they had one or two. They seem to plunder players from under twenty three teams. Yes, yeah. Uh, I know they've signed one from Brighton, West Brom, Oxford, West Brom again. Mm. You know, I mean the the, the two that when, when I look at their list of signings, the two that stand out for me, Andy Williams from Northampton. He's an experienced striker. He, yeah, you know he's yeah. A, he knows this level. And I think he's from round that way as well, isn't he? I think he was a Bristol Rovers for a bit, so you probably feel at home there. And the one that stands out, and I was thought decent signing this Liam Serkin. He's always been a very good player this level, hasn't he? So yeah, he stands out. But no, I just uh, just they, they don't shout out as you know. I, I think last season, unfortunately, uh, the COVID situation sort of done for them, and uh, yeah. Northampton did a number on them uh, with yeah. superior fitness in the playoffs. Yeah, well, it's one of those ones. I think. I, you could look at it in the sense that they've kept most of their squad together, so maybe the you know that will keep going. But like you said, the knockback of obviously losing in the playoffs might hit them a little bit more. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. what happens with them. Um, your feelings then that they're probably going to maybe miss out on the playoffs this year? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they'll be down the bottom. No, but uh, I, yeah, I just think that maybe their chance has gone. If you know what I mean, and yeah. they maybe need to regroup. Similar in the way Newport struggled last season yeah, after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So, that, that, that's Cheltenham looked at. Um, next up, another one for you again, Dan. It's uh, Colchester United. Yeah, again, uh, quite similar to Cheltenham. Colchester were one of the first clubs to come out and say, this is really going to hit us, this whole situation. And they, uh, they released, uh, I think it was Comley, Frank Nublet and... Luke Prosser, who yeah, were like Prosser's a good player. Yeah. Prosser and Nubler were a bit of uh, sort of the spine of the team a bit, mm. and you look at the transfers; have only brought four players in, and one, one of them, of who, <laughs> one of them on. Shamal George. Yeah, exactly, I was about to say that. <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, Tom, Tommy Smith's uh, been around the block. You know, well, Tommy Smith's only thirty. I thought he was older. Uh, yeah, yeah, good yeah, sign in that. Get him at that age. It's just I, I worry if there's much around him for them. True, and you know they, they they were quite open about this is gonna this is going to hit us. They've you always know. tried to push their youth sides, though, haven't they? And they're bringing their yeah. young players through, and they promote it from within, haven't they? As manager, they've actually got uh, looking on their squad page. They've got a lot of players still. Hmm. I think they've got about thirty players listed. And I think a lot of them are players who've come through their academy. I think uh, yeah, they, yeah. they focus a lot on that. Um, and they do the same with their managers, don't they? Because I think the managers promote from within again, hasn't he? Yeah. Steve Ball. I'm just looking and I think uh, every Carlisle fan's favourite Colchester player, uh, Harry Pell, I think a lot is going to, he's captain, I think a lot's going to fall on his shoulders. Yeah. So I, they're, they're one probably similar to Cheltenham in that it's going to be a tough year for them and they might might find themselves probably not challenging for the playoffs. And yeah. it's one of those ones, if... if if they have a particularly rotten start, they could find themselves dragged down towards the bottom as well. Yeah, yeah. Could be a tough but, one. Uh, no, I just, I just uh, similar to the last team, Cheltenham, I just 
there's nothing stands out about them at present. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, let's move on from them because there's not really much to add on about uh, Colchester. Crawley Town. Mike, I've given you this one and we know why you've given you this one because it's the scene of one of your favourite away journeys ever, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there was that infamous trip. It was the year we got relegated and us three, we all went down on the train, didn't we? And, oh, my God. Just, uh, it was one of them. I remember we were specifically saying on the train, like, this could this could be a, a Scott Dobie at Chester or a or a Jimmy Glass or a, this could be one of them iconic away games that you talk about were you there oh yeah i was there yeah and it was just the worst nil nil that <laughs> yeah I, I, I was just going to say the, the the biggest feat of the day was discovered in the biggest greg shop we've ever seen wasn't <laughs> it, was it? Yeah. enormous he was like you know yeah. huge why that, is that, that, t- that tells you how good the game was yeah exactly yeah, that was awful. I, but, I, um, I remember that sure. trip as well as the fact that uh, i was actually in work the next day and i uh, had to get a national express bus back from Victoria Coach Station at about half past eleven, getting in about six, getting a couple of hours of sleep and going to work because I could not <laughs> could not sleep on that bus. Anyone who's been on a National Express overnight bus can tell you it's nearly impossible to get a sleep on it. Yeah, 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 go but, on, uh, yeah this season, uh, I mean, obviously they finished thirteenth last season. The bookies has them at about twenty first this season. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, so obviously expecting bad things. Obviously. Their star man is, as we all know, is Ashley Madison, ex Carlisle. But he's he's only scored five and twenty-five for them. So he's... he was he had a couple of injuries, didn't he? Yeah. I think he was in and out a bit. And also the the big one is uh, Bez Lubal has left them, hasn't he? he just joined mm. Blackpool by looks. Just, yeah. just seen that. No, it must have happened today, did it? I guess it's been recent. I know. Yeah, well, that's that's yeah. a big loss for them. But obviously they've lost Ollie Palmer as well. He was a bit bit of a nuisance as a forward, wasn't he? He's gone to yeah. to Wimbledon, so they've lost some key players. Yeah. So I mean, all in all, it's seven out and seven in. But um, yeah, I think the bookies are maybe predicting bad things mm. for them. For a the, the, there were one that I certainly thought they could be one to sort of be in the bottom six, mm. and then maybe mm. have enough about them to stay up. But it wouldn't surprise me if we were right down there. Mm. But as well, I mean, you know, attendances. I mean, I think. That could really impact clubs financially. I mean, like I said before, if if Bradford are getting ten k gates on forty percent of capacity, Crawley can only get two thousand four hundred, which is just yeah, chalk and cheese, isn't it? But at the same time, though, I mean, Crawley's average gates last season were about two thousand two hundred. So if they're only allowed two thousand four hundred in, it's not going to hurt them really. But you know, it's uh, yeah. just a different world. Yeah, so I mean, look again. Like I said, we're looking at their squad. It's it, not a massive amount. The, the thing is, they've lost their quality. That's the key thing, isn't it? Really, and they have they replaced it with the same. I'm not convinced. So they might be mm. one that struggles this season. Maybe mm. could be a tough one for them. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, let's move on to the next one. It's me up next. I've got Exeter City. Um, yeah, it's. A, I think they'll just be hoping they don't have another playoff uh, drama for them this season because. <laughs> Three of the last four seasons they've been in the playoffs, and uh, obviously three of the last four seasons they've failed to go up via the playoffs. Mm. Um, same again this season. It was a, it's just one of those things, isn't it? They just don't seem to be able to push themselves above to the next level. Um, I had a look through their signings. There's not a massive amount coming in really. It, it, it's pretty bare. I mean, they've signed Jake Caprice from uh, Tranmere. <laughs> Not really a name I've really heard of, that much of a modest. Rory McArdle back in the day was a decent centre-back, but he's come from Scunthorpe, so it doesn't really suggest that, you know, 
Well, we signed a centre back from Scunthorpe, and look how well that went. Um, I think the thing that I noticed the most was a lot of the experienced heads. Yes, I was just about to say that. They, they've the likes of Lee Holmes, Lee Martin, Dean Moxie. You know, they've, yeah. they've all gone. Yeah, um, they've lost what you, uh, Aaron Martin has gone as well, a good centre back. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, what's his name? Craig Woodman as well. Good players. So they've lost a lot of experience there, not really replaced it. Now, they are a club that likes to promote youth, I know that. But is it expecting a little bit too much from them? Possibly. They've lost Brennan Dickinson as well. They signed him from MK Dons and he's come to us instead of staying there. So, uh, fifth place last season. I, I genuinely think they might end up dropping out of the playoffs this year. I think, I think they might I'm, be mid-table. I, I think the same. I think they're going to be similar to what I think will happen with uh, Cheltenham and Colchester. Yeah, and obviously they've got a, a, a two ex-Cal United players there in Ryan Bowman, who's doing well for himself, actually, to be fair, and uh, Tom Parks, the centre-back. So, interesting one. That had, uh, it's um, Yeah, I, I, I have the feeling that they're probably going to drop off a little bit this season. I think they'll. I don't think they'll struggle to the point where they'll be, you know, in danger of going down. But no, 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 no. But I just, I just have this feeling that Matt Taylor, their manager, has done a decent job since he came in his first management job. But I think with the departures of, like I said, of the experience they've lost, I think it might be a tough one for them this summer. The interesting one, Matt Taylor. Actually, I just want to quickly touch on this. As a player, he actually started out as a goalkeeper, and I think he won the FA Trophy or the FA Vars as a goalkeeper in non-league. And then ended up getting converted to be a centre back. I don't see that very often, do you? Really, after I'm not really not. professional. To very unusual one that. I think it's when he was studying at the University of Bath, possibly, and I think he got spotted there and signed by um, Exeter back in yeah. the day as a player. But um, yeah, interesting one. So that's Exeter. Next up, uh, Forest Green Rovers. Mike. I mean, honestly, there just isn't a lot to say about Forest Green. They finished tenth last season, and the bookies reckon they're going to do about the same again. See, um, sorry, I, I think they're one of a number of teams who'll sort of be looking at it thinking, we can go for this. Hmm. Well, look yeah, at the I signings mean, they made. They made the Jamil Matt from Newport particularly stand out as a good sign. Yeah, well, Scott Wagstaff as well hmm, from yeah. Wimbledon. He's a good, good signing. I mean, you know, it's 11 out and 11 in. And I think a lot of these clubs, you know, when you have these mass overhauls, they're either going to work or they're not. You know, it's like, it's really sort of, it can go one way or the other. Um, but, you know, they, they seem to be sort of quite a well-run club off the pitch as well. And I think financially, obviously, all this COVID has, uh, you know, knocked quite a few teams back for six. Mm-hmm. And I think financially, they'll be, they'll be all right. Well, they're um, lucky. They've so. got that fellow who owns Ecotricity. Um, yeah. Dale Vinters, isn't it? The, uh, the vegan fella owns them. And I think he pumps a bit of money into them, but it keeps them sort of efficient in the way he does it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting that you seem to think they might do all right this season, Dan, because I don't want to give away our season predictions at the end here, but I have got Mark Cooper down as one of the potential first managers to be sacked this season. <laughs> so there you go, interesting on that. But so yeah, I, you're reckoning that they're going to do awful, Dan reckons they're going to do all right, and I reckon they're just going to finish mid-term. Well, I'm not sure they're going to do awful. I think that Cooper might get sacked, but they might get someone in yeah. and turn them round. I'm just not convinced by Cooper as the manager. Really. We're just covered in all bases. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, the best way to do it. Uh, okay, up next, uh, Grimsby Town. So that's me. Um, yeah, the, it's another one. There's a bit of a muchness, really. Um, they, they appointed Ian Holloway, didn't they, um, last season to take over for him. Was it Mike Jolly, I think it was, who was their manager? Got sacked after a bit of a sweary rant, I seem to remember. Um, 
he done really well to be fair Holloway I think it was a hell of an appointment for them apparently they convinced him in a by uh, speaking to him in a chippy in Grimsby <laughs> that sold him the club sounds about right doesn't sounds it about right for him doesn't it they did really well but their summer recruitment doesn't look particularly exciting if I'm going to be honest uh, Sean Scannell stands out as a big sign Sean, Sean, Sean Scannell and yeah. Danny Rose are the ones that scream out yeah. aren't they I think that's Danny Rose the central midfielder rather than the striker yeah, isn't yeah. it um, yeah, there's three of them, isn't it? It's hard to keep up. But Sean Scannell, you think he's quite an exciting signing, but actually, his last couple of clubs, he's not done that well. So you wonder. But then again, I think Holloway's had him in the past, hasn't he? He might be the one to get the best out of him. That's yeah. the only thing I'm thinking. The other one who stands out for me is, um, you might know him a bit more than me, Dan uh, Bilal Moshini, is it? Moshini? Yes, Moshini. He was at Rangers yeah. for a couple of years, and then he went to France, and he's done the, the typical journeyman he was. I think he went back to Dundee United for a few games, yeah. and I think he was recently in Greece. I think it yeah, was. Yeah, he's been he's been around the around the block, hasn't he? So, bit of experience yeah. there at the back for them. But there's nothing really when I look at the squad that stands out to me. He says, "Whoa, that's a hell of a good signing, really." So it's George Williams from Forest Green actually as well as a decent enough player. Um, but yeah, they finished fifteenth last season. I just can't see them being any different to that. Really, I think. I think Holloway will probably lift them higher than they should be, but I just I'm just not really convinced. They've got no ex United connections anymore because Jordan Cook left in the summer. But yeah, it's um, the, the, the one that stands out for me actually. They lost a couple of players. That's that's the thing that I noticed. Yeah. They lost um, it's what's his name, Jake Hesseltaler, who's obviously son of um, Andy Hesseltaler. Uh, he's gone to actually to Crawley. Funny enough, he left them. And uh, Charles Vernon, he was in fine form for them towards the end of the season. By all accounts, they absolutely messed up his contract renewal and he ended up leaving on a free to go to Burton Albion. So I know I saw a lot of their fans saying that they were pretty unhappy about that. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they get on. But again, much of a muchness, I, I can't see them really doing much this season. So, Okay, next up, Harrogate Town and that's Dan. Yeah, I think similar to Barrow, 22nd place, they'll be happy. Uh, they've got quite a small squad. Obviously, they had the uh, they had to wait to get their playoff games out of the way. Yes. And when you look through the squad, there's not that much that screams out off the page. They've not lost many, uh, though, have they? No, which is probably a good thing. Uh, obviously, the two that stand out from a Carlisle point of view, Mark Beck, yeah. And then the experienced head who he'll probably learn off being John Stead. Yeah, uh, they're, they're the two. Obviously, uh, Paul Farwell's assistant manager. And I'll just use this as an opportunity again. If the man with <laughs> a Paul Farwell tattoo happens to listen, get in touch, mate. Get we, need, in touch. we need a photo to prove how amazing that, photo, what that tattoo was. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. They'll start the season playing at Doncaster, obviously, because of yes. the uh, um, fact they have to replace their 4G pitch. Um, to, to allow them to play in the league at home. Um, I, I feel with you, I think they probably would be happy with 22nd. But I, I, have a, I have a feeling just because they've kept most of the squad together and haven't had a massive turnover of players, I think they might do a little bit better than Barrow. The one I don't know if uh, you two watched the conference final. They absolutely smashed Notts County in that game. I didn't catch it, no, but I've heard from people. They said smashed the same, yeah. them. I thought they were superb and fully mm. deserving. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how they go. And I, I have a feeling they'll do a little bit better than people expect, actually. I've got them potentially as a dark horse, maybe, just because they've kept that squad together and they've 
they've had the same manager for years now as well. He, he, I think it's his dad owns the club, isn't it? Simon Weaver. I think his dad owns the club. Yeah, yeah. And pumps a bit of money in to keep them uh, challenging. So yeah, so yeah, Harrogate. No massive changes there, but um, bit of a new one for us. Obviously, we don't know masses about them, but be interesting to see how they get on. Okay, and up next we've got a. It's mine and Dan's favourite away trip of the season, but it's Mike who's going to be telling us all about them. It's Leighton Orient. Yeah, so they finished seventeenth last season, and the bookies reckon it's about the same again. Again, not a lot to tell. I mean, they've only got two new players in, which I think is insane when you compare that to other clubs. Obviously, they had Yaya Toure training with them. <laughs> they, uh, they never sort of got a contract down, which I think is never going to happen anyway. But um, and they've got Joby McEnough, who's thirty-eight years old, playing for them. Who's Spent most of his career at a higher level as well. But, He's not yeah, the oldest player in the league, though, is he? We'll, we'll get on to him in a minute. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, not a lot to say about them, really. I think it's just another... They're not. They're probably not going to be sort of in the relegation dogfight, but they're not going to be anywhere near the playoffs. Either. I mean, they had a bit of a traumatic sort of season off the field last year, didn't they, on their return to the Football League, with obviously the, mm. the sad passing of Justin Edinburgh. And then they had a few issues in terms of replacing him, didn't they? And they eventually went back to his uh, assistant, didn't they, Ross Embleton? And he uh, did a pretty decent job, to be fair. Kept them pretty solid in the league, didn't he? And it's, a, it's again one of those ones you, you think to yourself, well, they've not lost a massive amount, but they've only brought two in. It, it might work quite well for them having a, a solid squad that's, you know, stuck together for most of the time they've been there. So, yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are, Dan, on that one. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll just be much of a muchness. Like mm. I say, the, the one plus for them is the squad is quite settled. Uh, yeah, just mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're going to put pretty much every team in mid table at this rate. Bar the ones yeah. that are going to go down, and we're just we're not sure. It's uh-huh. it's such a hard season to judge. We we're deliberately not really talking much about how they've done in pre season because I just think it's impossible to judge this pre season just because mm. the way it's gone and the way clubs are starting and stuff like that. So. We're not really getting into details of that. So let's move on to the next team anyway. We decided late in order to be mid-table. So one of the teams that a lot of people seem to think are could contend for promotion, it's Mansfield Town. Yeah, uh, Mansfield will be very disappointed last season because when the season finished, they were 21st. I mean, they were never in danger of slipping down because Stevenage was so poor and Macclesfield just collected points deductions. But... Uh, it's, I think they sort of said that, oh, we haven't got the same money as normal, but, you know, they got the deals done early. There was there was quite a few of the, the names of, we associate with them in the last couple of seasons have left. You know, your, your Christian Pierce, uh, Hayden White, yeah. Otis Khan, Hamilton, you know, Neil mm. Bishop, you know, there's, there's... Craig Davis. Yeah, and... Uh, but, again, they've brought... I think it's eight of them in so far. And one thing with Mansfield, they're not shy in bringing players in. No. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm just looking at the players that signed. The one that stands out probably is James Perch. Yeah. That's, that's a player who should have done so much more. And he's just sort of went down the leagues, hasn't he? thing is, you remember him being at Newcastle and obviously in Wigan and places like that. But... He signed from Scunthorpe, so yeah. is he going to be the same quality? I don't know. The, the one yeah. that I, I spotted actually was uh, the goalkeeper, Marek Stesch, because they've lost uh, Bobby Olnek, haven't they? 
yes. he's a decent keeper. So replaced him with another good keeper, to be fair. Yeah, Stet- Stetch is a good sign. Yeah. And I think George Maris as well signed from Cambridge. He's, he's yeah, always been a good yeah. player this level. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, they've, they've had quite a bit of a clear out, like you said, of the quality. So it's a very hard one to judge. Manager is fairly new there, isn't it? In a, is it Graham Coughlin? I think he's the manager. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how he gets on. Yeah, so you, your thoughts are really a tough one to judge. Yeah, uh, like we say, we just until until we start seeing results come in, and uh, you know, six, eight, ten games in, it's 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 going to be really hard this year. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll move on to the next one now, Morecambe, uh, and that's me. I think that's me covering them. Yeah. Um, I think they're the Leeds' longest-serving club now, aren't they? I think they've been in for about thirteen, fourteen seasons, something like that. Now, I think it's. It's quite incredible when you look at the, the crowds they get, the fact that they stay in every season. It's quite a credit to the people who run the club in the past and the managers they've had, particularly the job Jim Bentley did there until he obviously yeah. left in the summer. Yeah, yeah. What, what a move that turned out to be for him, really. It's uh, yeah. managing in the National League North now when he thought he might be challenging for promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Derek Adams did a decent job when he came in, didn't he? But he certainly ruffled a few feathers when he arrived because... Some of the senior players weren't particularly happy. Obviously, we know the story about Kevin Ellison, but he froze Barry Roach out a bit as well, didn't he? He was a yeah, keeper for that, years. When, when you look at the list of transfers, the two that stand out are the two that have been there for years, which is Roach and Ellison. You know what I mean? It'll be quite strange playing against Morecambe and them two not being yeah. about. Yeah, and obviously, the one who's obviously left it, interesting transfer, this one, Stephen Old, who left them in the summer. He's gone to East Kilbride. Playing junior football in Scotland, uh, yeah. strange on that because he had looked a decent player for them, a New Zealand international. Um, yeah. But in terms of signing, some of they've actually made some pretty decent ones when you look at it. Let, let's forget Nathaniel Knight Percival for a minute here. That's the yeah. Kyle United connection, <laughs> but that's not what I would have said as a decent signing. But Kevin Miller from Bradford has always impressed me when he's played at uh, Me- Miller and Bradford, Pringle yeah. are the two. That Pringle, stand out Pringle especially me. as well. Yeah, as soon as I oh, that is a good sign of that level. I yeah. think Stephen Hendry as well. Not the snooker player, obviously. Um, from uh, Kilmarnock is another good signing. So, well, I was I was just going to say, I wonder if Stephen Hendry's looking for his big break in English oh, football. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on! I'll, I'll put the drum roll in there. Thank you very much, Stephen. <laughs> Dear God, I, I do apologise. <laughs> Well, see, the, the only other departure stood out to me was Andrew Toot as well. He always seemed to be a decent player. He's gone to Bolton. But then he didn't play that much for Morecambe last season. So maybe injury issues there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those ones, I think. Like I said, Adams did a steady job settling them last season. Um, they finished 22nd, but they were pretty comfortably 22nd, weren't they, in the end? I think they'd probably be happy with the same again this summer, probably, but... <laughs> In the circumstances, I, so. I think uh, once Adams came in, they did pick up one or two mm. points, didn't they? You know, the one of them who could maybe just good surprise, good surprise, yeah. possibly. Yeah, it depends. It depends on the net. I think I think Knight Percival will actually do a lot better there than he did for us. I have a feeling yeah. it'll be a decent sign of him. I don't think he ever really got going with us, but I think maybe at a club that size, it might work better for him. Yeah. So there's Markham. I think they'll they're probably going to be struggling again, but you never know. It just depends how good a start they get to the season. Yeah. Up next, uh, Newport County. And that's me again, I think it is. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Newport's a weird one because Mike Flynn's been manager for a few years there now and he's a club legend, doesn't even have four spells as a player. Did a brilliant job in 2017 performing the Great Escape to save them. Um, and he established them as a really hard to be, quite a direct but very effective side over the last couple of years. And last season, 
or not last season, so the season before they made the playoffs and they got to the final. Only got beat by Tram, I think, in injury time. I think it was very the end of injury, injury time. New, Newport's yeah. problem for me is they do well in home cup ties. Yeah. And I think eventually it catches up with them Especially when it comes with that to the pitch. league. Especially with that pitch. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they share it with two, not just one, but two rugby clubs, don't they? Yeah. So that really does affect them. Um, but last season just seemed a season too far, didn't it? And they were dropping like a stone when we beat them in the last game that yeah, we played. Yeah, the, oh, they were the terrible. Season. They were terrible as and well. they were awful that day. I mean, we weren't a great side, but we took them apart that, that afternoon, that evening, sorry. So yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, the signing that stands out, we've mentioned him already, Kevin Ellison. Four, <laughs> yeah. 41 years, still going strong. A lot of people sort of mocked it a bit, but I think it's a, you know, an effective... So he's not going to play every day, game. He knows that. But he'll do a job for them and he'll wind players yeah, up and he'll, he he's still got a bit of quality in his, his left foot. So, And the other one that stands out there is Ryan Taylor, centre-forward, signed from Plymouth. He's always looked a good player to me, good target man. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, they, they, they tend to rely a lot, lot on loan players from Bristol City and Swansea and Cardiff, don't they? They're in an yeah, ideal yeah. position to take advantage yeah, of definitely, that. definitely. So they've got a couple more, I think one from Bristol, one from Swansea this summer. Um, the departure that's going to be a big blow from the Jamil Matt we've mentioned him previously going to um, Forest Green Rovers and they've obviously had the sad news about the retirement of Mark O'Brien at the age of 27 with a heart problem yeah, and quite yeah. surgery I didn't realise it's the second defender in a, in a year that they've had had to retire for that reason it's you know the, incredible you think it happened once yeah, but it yeah. happened to two players Fraser Fanks being the other player that happened to finished yeah. 14th last season I can't see them repeating the heroics of the playoffs this season. I think it's going to be a tough, tough season for them. Um, there's one of those ones you could potentially see, because like we mentioned, obviously they were dropping like a stone when the season ended early. They could continue that form, especially as they haven't been able to really strengthen that much this summer. So it's going to be a tough one for them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but, but again, it's just there's just so many questions over this whole season that's... You know, we'd probably be quite good penciling in an update after 10 or 12 games, yeah, you know. definitely. Definitely, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Newport, I, I, I can see them being a team that potentially might struggle this season. That's, that's my uh, bold prediction there. Um, okay, up next, uh, we've already played them. <laughs> Oldham Athletic, Dan, you might probably need to give too much detail here, but give it your best shot. No, well, Oldham had a typical Oldham Athletic summer, you know, uh, sacking the Paddock's friend Dino Mamria a few <laughs> weeks ago. And uh, they, they went, it's not so much a gamble, because he's, mm. he's had a couple of jobs, but uh, obviously, as we know, Harry Kewell came in. They've had a massive turnover of players. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them which, doing late, though, haven't they? That's the key yeah, the, I'm just looking, I can see seven, I think there's about 15 got left the club. And they've brought, they've brought some in. But as you say, two or three of them have been in the last uh, the last week. Obviously, the ones that stand out: uh, Cameron Borthwick Jackson from uh, Man United, yeah, and uh, Conor McAlaney from Fleetwood stood stood out for me. I thought, yeah. Well, I I, I said that uh, in the preview for the Oldham game last week, and uh, Mike uh, did uh, brilliantly say that oh, well, he's not got a particularly great record, has he? Goes and scores the third goal against us, of course. Yeah. In yeah. the same way that I also said, signing Bobby Grant from a National League side, really? And he yeah. goes and scores the second goal against us. Yeah. Uh, typical, isn't it? Really? Well, before last week, Oldham, I thought, I thought they were terrible last season. Mm. And 
if it wasn't for the ineptness of uh, Macclesfield and Stevenage, I think Oldham could have been sucked in. But yeah. uh, no, uh, that was uh, flipped on its head on Saturday, unfortunately. I mean, it, mm. on the, the one pluses, it wasn't a league match. But, True. you know, they, they, they could use that as a springboard, you know. Could do indeed. It'd be interesting to see how they do. Um, both me and Mike thought they might struggle a bit this season, but after having seen them on Saturday, they should. I think they look solid enough. Not particularly spectacular. I think we made them look better than they were. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, yeah. they got on as well. Uh, next up, one of the teams I think will do really well, and I think Mike agrees with me on this based on what you were saying before, uh, Port Vale. Yeah, well, I mean, they were hard done by last season. They were, you know, they finished eighth, one point outside the playoffs. And via the points per game system, which they obviously settled the league on, they were 0.03 points from getting a playoff place. So they were really hard done by there. Um, obviously, their ex-car connection, they've got Luke Joyce, Sean Brisley, David Amu, Mark Cullen. Um, and Harry McC- Yeah, Harry McCurdy's training with them as well. So and he's absolutely just bet your house on him scoring against us. Like, it's going to happen. Uh, they've got Tom Pope up front, who's been knocking around sort of League 1, League 2 for... A few years, big target man scores a few goals, and there's signed Theo Robinson this summer as well. Who's he's played in the championship for? He was at Derby for a good few years. He's. Um, hmm. I'm just. I'm just looking. Uh, position for them. The, the, they've signed uh, Zach Mills from Oldham and Danny Whitehead from Salford, and they're they're solid League Two players, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I I think they're they're going to kick on from last season, and yeah. dare I say they might even make the top three. I I want to say I think I'd go with, with you on that one. I think um, it'll be interesting to see how they do get on. I think John Askew's done a really good job as manager. To be fair on him, you know, coming in after you know going to Shrewsbury was a gamble after he went to got the Mac Mac up back into the league. Um, didn't quite pay off, but fair play and he's shown he is a good manager and did a decent job towards the end of last season with Port Vale. I think I'm with you. I think that I think that potentially contenders to go when, this when, when you when you look at those I know they've only brought half a dozen in but they're nearly all experienced yeah. who will mm. know this league good, good yeah. quality players as well yeah, right? yeah. you can see that so yeah it'll be interesting to see how they uh, get on I keep saying that obviously by every club but I, I, gen, I genuinely think they're a club that be quite a quite an interesting one and as well in, yeah. term, in terms of gates as well they've got a big ground so even on a reduced capacity they'll well, still they, be able well to... interesting one they've, they've had you know there's that section of their standards and there was no seats and it's been built like 20 years ago and they never got around to putting the seats on the bottom tier. Well, apparently they have done now because they were going to put them in for a Robbie Williams concert in the summer. But the concert didn't happen, but the seats have gone in, so they've got an increased capacity on what they had last season. So that should help them as well. But apparently they've still got to fit out the concourse below it, <laughs> which is uh, brilliant. Um, okay, up next, it's uh, another one of the favourites. Uh, it's me, and I've got Salford City. Um <sighs> With their transfer business in the summer, if they don't make the top three, I think there's something wrong at that club. Yeah, yeah. You look at it, they've brought in some real quality. The, the two that stand out most of all, Ian Henderson and Tom Clark. Yeah. Uh, Henderson, obviously, was at Rochdale for years. Always top scorer for them. Scored for fun in League One, dropping down to League Two. He's 35, but he's still got quality, hasn't he? And he's one of the ones we, we all hope we might be able to snatch, but I don't think we're ever going to be able to compete with the location and wages that Salford could offer to him. And Tom Clark was Preston captain until not long ago. So, you know, there's another experience, Eddie. You could, you know, make a massive difference to them this season when you look at it. 
Uh, the one that also stands out to me is Jason Lowe. I was going to say, so I've got two more now. So Jason Lowe and Ashley Hunter from... I was just going to say uh, Ashley Hunter as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's this... And just generally, when you look down the plays, they've signed experience and quality, isn't it, really? Yeah. That's that's the thing that, that really stands out to you. I think that Dan Gardner's one we tried to sign in the past, actually, under uh, Greg Albert, actually, funny enough. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they've, they've lost a lot. There's a hell of a lot of players gone out from the club. When you look at the um, outgoings over the summer... But have they basically changed things and said instead of having a big squad, we're going to have quality and that's, yeah, that's the thing yeah. I think. I mean, mm. look, we've got Jim, James Wilson as well. He didn't mention. Oh yeah, of got, course they signed James Wilson. I think they yeah. signed him in January, didn't they? Though, so he's been yeah. there a while. And they had Adam, Adam Rooney, didn't they? As well, who they um, they ended up bidding off after signing one. Was it four grand a week or something stupid like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the the Kyle United connection there, obviously, is Ashley Easton, who's their captain. It was one of the one-game wonders that me and Dan talked <laughs> yeah. about. Um, but again, in midfield, Richie Towell and Darren Gibson. Now that's that's far too good for this level. Darren far Gibson was at Everton, what, two years ago, I think? Yeah, Three not long ago. ago. Well, not long ago. Was it? He's had his off-the-field issues. Um, oh, sorry, I've just spotted another Kyle United connection. I completely missed Martin Smith, who was a two-game <laughs> wonder, not a one-game wonder, wasn't he, I think? So, yeah. So, yeah, it's... I, mean, I, I, think, one, I think wonder's pushing it a bit. Yes, yes, let's, <laughs> that's stretching it a lot. I yeah. think last season there was a lot of expectations on their shoulders, wasn't they, to go up. Um, yeah. Ended up finishing 11th, pretty comfortable first season, but I think probably below what they would have hoped for with the money they'd invested. There'd be a lot of pressure on Graham Alexander, I think. He was someone who'd been linked with the Carlisle job in the past. Um, he got them into the Football League, found it a bit tougher last season. I think there's expectations this season that they should go up with the amount they spent. And I think if they don't get off to a great start and they don't find themselves at least in the playoffs by maybe November, December, might be one of those ones who's under pressure, possibly. Mm. It'll be a interesting one, but the Bucky's odds don't really lie on this one. They, they should really be pushing for a promotion place at the very least, yeah. you'd think. Yeah. Um, okay, that's Salford looked at. Uh, up next, Dan, it's you and Scunthorpe. Yeah, uh, Scunthorpe. I thought they were terrible last season, to be yeah. quite honest. Uh, they finished 20th. Uh, we had an easy win away there. You know, yeah. I don't think it was the greatest game. No, it was terrible. when it was terrible. <laughs> the, the goal scorer that day, Ryan Loft, actually signed for them last week and scored on his debut. Indeed in, he uh, did. The League Cup. I'm just looking at the squad. It's massive. <laughs> There's about 34 players listed. They have an under-23 squad there, don't they? And I think they put a lot yeah, into that, yeah. I think. Yeah, but when you look at the signings, there's uh, there's there's quite a bit of uh, experience left. You know, James Perch went to Mansfield. Rory McArdle's gone to Exeter. Uh, Kigosi went to Barrow. Uh, Adam Hamill. You know, there's the experienced players here. And mm. when you look at what they've brought in, the, there's not much to say about them in no. the nicest possible way. No, they're all quite. They're all quite young, you know. It's what about yeah. uh, older Dunwall Turan from uh, Bonaresi? Yeah, <laughs> which I can is, tell you loads about him. <laughs> which is uh, he's from the Regional League of West. Now I've seen games uh, just below Regional League level in Germany. It's not a great standard. <laughs> no, not no. I'm the same. He was actually at Bristol Rovers yeah. uh, in the seventeen eighteen season, and I think he. He just he had one game, and I think he went to Western Supermare on loan. So yeah. he's obviously got a good agent to get him a yeah. deal at well, uh, Scunthorpe. I mean, the only other signer for me that looks stands out for them is Lewis Spence. You obviously 
<laughs> done well in the past. Not Louis Spence, Mike. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. But Louis Spence, yeah, is the only one. I think you, you look down the squad, like us, they've promoted five players from their youth set up to the first team yeah, squad. So. I mean, there, there is a bit of Carlisle connection. Alex Gilead's there now. Yes. And that, he, he, he did all right last season. He scored mm. six, but he's... He's their captain I now, th- I think, isn't he? I think he was one of the better players, certainly, for them. Uh, obviously, Olam Mola's there, but whether he features for them is uh, yeah. another thing. But yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, Alex Alex Gilead actually captained them on the first game of the season, I think. So I, I, I just look I just look at that squad and there's there's not much standing out, eh? Mm-hmm. I I've, I think they could have another season of struggle, to be quite yeah. honest. D- d- does Gilead have, I mean, does he have the bottle to be your captain when you're going into a relegation battle mm. when you know I mean when he played for us, someone said to me in the paddock, oh, he just bottles out of fifty fifty tackles, but it wasn't the fifty fifty tackles. It was the tackles that were eighty twenty in his favour that he'd bottle yeah. out of yeah. as well. He was, yeah. it was just an absolute wimp and you know, if you go on a be fighting relegation, you want your captain to be sort of a you know True. Meet out of the centre that little run through walls for the yeah. team or something. Yeah. So Dan's going for Scunthorpe to struggle. I think I probably agree with him on that one. Um, up next is a team I think we all agree is going to have a really tough season. That's Southend United, and that's you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, last season they had loads of issues on the off the pitch. Um, players weren't getting paid and all the rest of it. And even the greatest mind in football, Sol Campbell, couldn't save them. So, you know, you know, th- things were tough for them. Uh, really were. I mean, and they've only got three players in as well this summer so far. So uh, I think they really do have a long season ahead. I mean, their manager now is Mark Mosley, who managed to get Weymouth uh, from the Vanarama South into yeah. the Vanarama. Uh, but he's been given a three-year deal, and he's not exactly proven at football league level. Um, so I, I think yeah, it's going to be a very long season. Well, it's funny you said you said they've signed three, but I think we're. Just to give a bit of insight to the listeners here, we're all using transfermarkt.co.uk to follow the transfers. Brilliant site, great for statistics. But the way they do transfers, they've shown them signing free, but one of them's Fia Robinson, who's actually gone to Port Vale. He was on loan from Colchester last season. Mm. And for some reason, it's still showing in the transfers in, so they've actually only signed two. Yeah. Which says a lot. And obviously, Jack Bridge was on trial there, and they kept him for a long time and decided, I think, not to sign him. Mm. It just looks, I mean, off the field, we know there's big problems. They need to try and get a new ground I think they've been well, trying that for well, years so. that, that's the thing as well I mean they've got financial issues off the pitch and if we're on reduced capacity I mean their average gates last season were about 6,200 and if they're on 40% of capacity that'll hold 4,800 so they're going to be having even less fans through the gates and I think, I think anyone who's been to Roots Hall will tell you as well it's not a modern stadium it's, it's all seater no. because they've basically bolted all the seats onto the old terraces and it's yeah. very, very cramped. I, yeah. I can imagine it could be even less than, than that as a capacity. So, but I, I think yeah. they staved off a winding up order in the sort of final hour last season. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they wind up in an administration or, or something this season because they're just a complete mess. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a really, really tough one for them. And yeah, well, we'll do our little predictions in a minute. But um, yeah, I think they're going to have a tough one. Um, speaking of teams that can have a tough one, I think there's another one we all agree on: Stevenage. And Dan, well, you. I, 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 I'm going to go against you there. Oh, because when obviously when they started their recruitment, it was they generally thought they were going to be in uh, the conference, sorry, national league, and they pre- they pretty much released the entire squad. 
you know, there's a hell of a lot. Oh, Looking at God, it is. There's a lot gone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But they've brought a few in, and uh, yes, there's one quite a few are from non-league. But there's a couple of proper experienced heads in there. You know, Luke Prosser went there from Colchester, which I think is a brilliant signing. Yeah, he's a good, very good signing. And then uh, Romain Vincelot, he's, he's getting on, but he, he knows his way about. And yeah. I just I just think, I'm not I'm not suggesting they're going to storm the league or anything, but they might do better I, than you I think. think. I think they'll do. I think they'll do a little bit better than a lot of people would expect. Yeah. yeah. Well, they signed that keeper on loan from uh, Chelsea, didn't they, Jamie Cumming? Yes. And yes. He was Chelsea's third choice keeper last season. He travelled yeah. to all the Premier League games with them, so yeah. they clearly. Think quite highly of him. He's only twenty, so that's quite a smart signing as well. Actually, to be fair, yeah, yeah. Having had a look again now, you're making me want to change I'd, my I'd, mind here. <laughs> I tell you who else have signed as well. Uh, a lad called Ben Corker, who was at mm. South End. Yes, he was a good player, and he he was uh, there was a BBC documentary series about him after he did uh, a serious injury. I think yeah. it was possibly like an ACL or something like mm. that. It was, and uh, it was a good little, it's it's worth looking up on, uh, it'll probably be on YouTube now or iPlayer somewhere. Yeah. But uh, he went to Lincoln and he only sort of played one game before going to Cambridge on loan and obviously the season finished. But if he's if he's got his uh, fitness back, it's, yeah. you know, they've got uh, Scott Cuthbert, another solid yeah. You know, they've got quite an experienced sort of back line well, there, you know. Well, you're making me, you, you've almost convinced me to change my mind, I think, there, Dan. I think uh, I was yeah. about to go down, but there you go. Okay, uh, let's quickly move on to the next one. Mike, uh, pick this one because you're a wool. Um, <laughs> Tranmere Rovers. Yeah, well, I think they were hard done by last season as well, weren't they? They were yeah, very uh, hard done. Thre- threatening, they were threatening um, legal action. Um, um, unlucky, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I, for some reason, Tranmere are just one of them teams that I haven't got a lot of time for. I don't know why. Just I mean, to be, some people say they've got soft spots for teams. I mean, I hate every team. There's just <laughs> teams that I hate less than others. I mean, I hate Carlisle. I just hate Carlisle less than every <laughs> other team in the country, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, but they, um, you know, obviously they went down, but they, um, they had a game in hand, and there were three points from safety, and they just won the last three. So they certainly thought that they could have stayed up. Um, obviously, ex-Carlisle connection there is Mark Ellis uh, with his weird gangly arms that he had. Um, 20 staff they had to lay off as well with this uh, coronavirus. So they've, yeah. uh, well, they seem quite professionally run. Obviously, Mark Palios is their chairman. Yeah. Well, um, I, think, I mean, looking at the signings, I think James Vaughan's the one that stands out for me yeah, just because he's, he's going to get goals at this level, you think. Especially if he's happy and he's back home because he's from this area isn't he so Jay, I was going to say Jay Speeding's yeah. probably another that stands out yeah, yeah. Joe Murphy's back there you yeah. know what I mean yeah. experience keeper and Otis Khan is one we were linked with in the past I think um, didn't quite work out for him at Mansfield but you know if he can get back his but, form at Yeovil then you never know Jay, Jay Speeding's one as well I think he's only like five foot six or something mm. daft. like you know he, he's one of them players who could be better in League 1 than League 2 yeah. you know he's uh, you know the other key thing for them as well is the fact that they've lost um, their manager, uh, Mickey Mellon's obviously gone up to Dundee United, I think it is. He's gone to be manager there. Um, his assistant, Mike Jackson's taken over. Um, first job as a manager. Mm. It's going to be a challenge, that one. 
think yeah. I, f- I think they'll have eyes on at least the playoffs. So I really do. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, that's where I've run about got them anyway. To, yeah. yeah. I'd imagine they would be expecting that at the very least. They're um, a big club as well, aren't they? Really. Yeah. Yeah, they probably should be at the level above this. Um, okay, and last up, uh, Walsall. And that's me. Um, I'll bash for this one quickly because there's not much really to say. They've been very quiet on the signings front. Um, they've signed, uh, obviously, an ex-Carlisle player in Hayden White. Um, I think He's only 25. I know, I couldn't hell? believe that. I couldn't believe what I saw him. Because he must have been 18, 19 when we signed him. Yeah, um, yeah. Might explain that idiotic red card he got off Portsmouth, which is generally <laughs> one of the stupidest red cards I've seen in my life. <laughs> I still can't get over how idiotic it was, like diving in two footed. He went for the ball. <laughs> oh, he didn't get anywhere bloody near it, did he? <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it wasn't the most offensive thing on that pitch that day. It was a no, George Ilyev. <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, the Bulgarian wonder. Ah, yes. Um, <laughs> less of mine, the best. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, generally, they've not made. They've, they, they've done what they always do, and they've promoted a lot of young players from their youth squad. They've got a very good youth set up there, and they generally give young players a chance. But bar that. They've signed George Nurse on loan from Bristol City, but and a keeper from West from Southampton. But that's really it. They've not really made massive number of signings. But at the same time, they've not lost many either. The, the Gary Liddell's left after his one season there. But I think I think the one thing that could do well for them is, as you've just said, the because they haven't had that much movement, they'll be a lot more settled. Yeah. They were very solid last season. As well, they finished twelfth and. I think in Daryl Clark, they've got probably one of the best managers at this level. I think mean, you remember the fact that he took over from John Ward, didn't he, at Bristol Rovers, and he relegated them to the conference. But actually, he, he he did a brilliant job in getting them promoted two seasons in a row until he left last season. Um, yeah, he's one of those ones. I I can see them potentially challenging for a playoff place just because. Yeah, they're solid. I was just going to say. Yeah, I think I think the solid the the. Settled, and that could count for a lot this coming season. Definitely. Um, I just having a quick look through their squad again as well. Danny Guffrey's been around, hasn't he? He's a decent player. Um, I wonder if they've got that fellow with that massive beard that we saw last season, Mike. I can't remember for the life of me what his name was, but it was Santa was, Claus. Oh, genuinely, you look like the the, the most hipster yeah, yeah. footballer you've seen in your life. He looked like a Viking or something. He was incredible. <laughs> but yeah, they want their team. I expect to do well. Um, before we got onto our predictions, then for what we all think are going to happen this season, bit of talk on Carlisle. I'm I'm sort of stuck really. I, I, I think if we can get an attacking midfielder in, I think we can genuinely challenge for a playoff place. But if we don't, I think it's going to be tough. Um, I think Saturday's knocked the wind out a lot of sails, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, especially as it was Oldham, and Oldham's one of them places where we haven't done too bad. No, we done well in a lot in recent years, and. I'd, a lot of optimism seems to have been sucked already. Mm. We hope it's a bad day at the office. I mean, yeah. I, I know we, do, we don't like to talk about the trophy, but we were playing Fleetwood there, who weren't far off for championship last season. Yeah. You know, and to get beat 3-1 off Fleetwood is no disgrace, to be quite yeah. honest. And yeah. uh, Oldham, mm, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be... I'll, I really don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't mean, like. I don't like making predictions on Carlisle. And no. I mean, the, the optimist in me sort of says that that Oldham game, you know, we sort of went a goal down, and then you know, it was an awful goal to concede that first goal. But then you're chasing the game, and then you know another one goes in, another one goes in, and 
you know, hopefully it's just that and lessons are, are really learned from it. And yeah. Get out of the yeah. system in the first game. That's what you yeah. need. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, at least it was a cup game as well. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go through our predictions uh, for particular things for this season. Uh, first up, we're going to start with the champions. So I'll do it in alphabetical order, which means it'll be Dan first, then me, then Mike. So Dan, you go first. Who you think will be champions? I don't like saying it, but Salford. You know what? I've gone Salford as well. I was going to go I'd, Bolton, but I'd, the more I thought about what no, Salford have just got that little yeah, bit more. Just, I, think, I think the views last year as a learning experience and with some of those players we've mentioned... If they're not certainly in the top three, there's something gone wrong. Yeah. Plus, plus, also, they're a team that when it comes to January, if they need to buy, they will. Yeah, exactly. You know. So, Mike, you've gone for Salford as well. Yeah. And no, um, you know, if they don't go up, to be honest, we don't look like idiots for calling that because you know everyone expects them to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Two promoted sides, Dan. Uh, I think I'm going to go for Port Vale. Ooh. I presume Bolton's the other one. <laughs> Guess yeah, but you've got to say Bolton, but it wouldn't be the biggest surprise if they never quite. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but I think, like we said, Port Vale, they only lost eight games. They were so close yeah. to the playoffs, and those teams that were in the playoffs, I just, I just can't see it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. Funny enough, um, <laughs> I've gone Bolton and Portville as well. So this is getting pretty easy. This so Mike, <laughs> Mike oh, come on, please <laughs> just pick someone else. Okay, so Mike's gone Bolton and uh, Portville as well. Typical. Okay, let's go for the playoff places and the winner of the playoffs. Uh, go on, Dan. Right, playoff places. I'm going to go for Tranmere, mm-hmm. Forest Green. Mm. Walsall and Soddy, I'll say Carlisle, even though I hate pushing us. Well, funny enough, I've got two of those as well. I've gone with Carlisle and Tranmere to be in there, but I've also gone for Walsall and Bradford City. I don't know why I've gone for Bradford City now, I look back at it, but I just have this, just this feeling that they might just... Keep so you've gone for free that I did. Free then? Sorry, yeah, that yeah. I'm really going for free there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I went for Bradford City as well, so you're not on your own there. Um, I had Bradford, Tranmere, Exeter, and Carlisle. So, well, there you go. We've, yeah. got, we've, we've gone free each that we've all picked. Well, not all three of us picked. Them, <laughs> two, two of them, Carl and Tranmere, we've both come for. I think it'll probably be Tranmere that wins the playoffs, personally. Um, but I don't know about you guys. Uh... I don't want to say Forest Green. It all depends, really, isn't it, on I, form, I, doesn't well, it? Well, I had Bradford on to win the playoffs mm, on my yeah. so, There you go. Yeah. Two relegated sides. <sighs> like I say, I think Stephen is going to surprise a few people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go for Scunthorpe. Mm. And I just, I just can't see anything at Crawley. I can't. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I've, I, I, I went for originally for Stevenage and Southend, but you've taught me out of Stevenage. You, you're, you've bigged them up so much, Dan. I've, I've changed yeah. my mind here. So. so, yeah. Sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to change my mind. Yeah, I, I completely <laughs> forgot about Southend. I'm going to put Southend <laughs> just instead of Crawley. Oh, well, there you go. I, I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for Crawley and Southend. Actually, yeah, I'm going with your, with your original choice there, uh, Mike. 
See, I'm going to be bold. I've, I've said Stevenage. I'm sticking with Stevenage. And I'm mm. going to say Harrogate as well. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, it, they're one that could go either way. And I think there's some serious big fish in this division. Yeah. And they could really uh, kind of knock their, knock their sails a yeah. little bit. Okay. Um, next up, I didn't actually send this one to you in advance, so I do apologise. But who do you think the dark horse is going to be? Barkar United, of course. Uh, that's a good one because there's so many teams that yeah. are just just on the peripheral. B- based on that, I would probably say Walsall. Yeah, I'd have Walsall, or I think actually Harrogate. I think Harrogate might finish in the top half if they get a good run. I just have this feeling. Yeah, uh, and just I've just seen uh, tomorrow's Racing Post has the uh, the big football season pull out. And the Racing Post have gone for Bolton to win the title. Oh, shock. Port Vale to finish in the top seven. Mm. Southend to be relegated. And Bolton to be the top relegated club. Oh, well, there, there, there's no shock there, really, is there? No. Um, but yeah, so Mike, who have you gone for Dark Horse? See, I've, I mean, I've already said Bradford has a playoff team. And yeah. I think, in a way, that's kind of Dark Horse-ish. I suppose so. Yeah, yeah I'll, st- I'll stick with Bradford. I'm not. You'd say that. Okay, uh, top scorer in League Two. Ian Henderson's going to be up there. If mm. Salford, if Salford push on like they should, Ian Henderson will score goals. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to go for James Vaughan. I just have this feeling at Tranmere, he's going to be the one who uh, causes a few problems. I think he, I think he's he'll be settled there compared against where he's. He's been at Bradford, and I've been able to get goals. See, I'll, I'll, I, I'm, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, see, I toyed with Ian Henderson, but I thought there's a lot of Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and with his age, maybe he might not be playing a full 90 mm. in every game kind of thing. So I, I opted for James Wilson in the end. I know he's had his injury issues, but... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one player I think could surprise a few, but maybe not so much us, and you mentioned him in your... Barrow, uh, Scott Quigley. Yeah. He's be. going to, he's got, bad in injury, he's going to play every game. Yeah. He scores goals and he will be their focal point. Yeah. Mm. Yep, it's true. You know, so. Okay. I'm, I'm not, not saying 20 goals, but certainly 12 to 15 could be within his okay. grasp. That's, so up next, uh, should we say, either the, well, I want to know the kind of top scorer, but also who you think the player of the season will be? Uh, I'm going to say top scorer, Amari Patrick. Mm, interesting. I'm going to go top scorer, JJ Coyote. Um, I know it's an obvious one. My only worry is he'll get recalled in January if he's doing really well. Um, and I think play of the season, oh, I, I have a feeling. I don't know, it's, it's a hard one to judge. I, I think it might end up being... Patrick, I think I agree. I think Patrick, if he can get a good run, he'll be a real problem player. I'm going to go for George Tanner. George Tanner, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think he did pretty well in pre-season. Struggled a bit the weekend, but he picked up his form in the second half. Yeah. Uh, Mike? Uh, well, top scorer, I've gone for Coyote as well. And player of the season, I'm going a bit sort of outside the box maybe, and I'm going for Gimme Tory. Yeah, I, think, I think, you I know, think... he could be a bit of a fan favourite. You know what? I wish I'd said Tori now. I completely forgot about him for a second there. But, <laughs> but who is going to be on penalties for us? That's a good question. Yeah. Because Tori is the sort of player 
who will probably get us two or three yeah, penalties. Yeah. I think Coyote took I one was going to say, Newport, yeah. so you never know. Um, okay, first manager to be sacked. I've got Mark Cooper at Forest Green, as I've mentioned before. I would, I'd like to say the South End block, but they've given him a three-year deal, haven't they? So, uh, Scunthorpe manager for me. Yeah, well, I think he's quite new to the job as well, so it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. Yeah. Mike? See, see I'm going to I'm gonna double down on my Stevenage <laughs> going down prediction. I'm, I'm not pulling back from this. And I'm going to go for, uh, obviously, Alex Revel at mm. Stevenage. But as, as well, you know, it's worth bearing in mind that Stevenage seems to love sacking managers and rehiring Graham mm. Wesley. And uh, the other fella as well, that they always just, there's had about three spells as manager there. Is it, mm. I can't remember his name now, but... Yeah, so I'm going to double down on uh, yeah. Alex Revel. Okay, and I'll leave it to the, just one last question for you both. What date will David Holdsworth bring out his turtleneck jumper? Oh, that's that's I, a good one. I've gone. I mean, global warming is a thing, um, <laughs> you know. I'm uh, going to say late October on a Tuesday night. Please. I was going to say 25th of October, all them away. Definitely. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm going to say September. He's a southerner. <laughs> he, he can't handle the cold Cumbrian Tuesday nights. I'm going to go September. Oh, very bold. Lads, I mean, that pretty much rounds it all up. Thank you very much for your time. And uh, yeah, let's hope that we have a, a, a good season to celebrate this year. Cheers. Well, there you have it. That's the League Two season preview episode done and dusted. Thank you for persevering through it, and I hope you had a laugh at some of our predictions for the coming campaign and enjoyed me telling you that it'll be really interesting to see how they get on for every single club. Remember that you can follow United through the season here on the podcast and other the Cumbrians.net channels, but also in the Football League paper, who will have a match report from every EFL game this season. Find out more about where you can pick up your copy, either paper or digital, at theleaguepaper.com. There isn't going to be a preview episode for the Cambridge game this weekend. Unfortunately, all three of us have been too busy this week to fit the recording time in for it. We will, however, be back next week with a preview and news roundup episode ahead of the first home league game against Southend United. Sadly, it looks highly unlikely that fans will be able to attend the game in person at Brunton Park, but hopefully it won't be too long before we're back in the paddock, giving the opposition manager a bit of jip for standing a few centimetres outside his technical area. As always, if you've got any comments or feedback, or there's anything you'd like us to discuss, please send them in via Twitter to at BruntonBugle or by email to BruntonBugle at gmail.com. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast via all good podcast apps, including Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Please do also give us a review. We really appreciate the excellent feedback we've had so far. And we are still keeping a track on where people are downloading it across the globe. We've got two more countries to add to the list. we listeners joining us now in Turkey and Vietnam. I also need to mention Nottingham. My mate Simon will only complain as he was disappointed I left it off when I mentioned places in the UK in the last episode. So there you go, Simon. Nottingham is one of those places where people are listening across the UK. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Up the Blues and here's to another great season for Cali United. <laughs>